This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. There's a high fly ball from KMOX Sports. That's it deep to left field, and it's a gutter. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. There's a moment for you. Welcome to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. In the driving jam time. The Hurricanes win this one. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. Come back, pattern caught. Touchdown, Kansas City. Now, sports on a Sunday morning on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. I'm Tom Ackerman. Welcome in. Beautiful morning here in St. Louis. It's 10.06, a tough morning for Cardinals fans as we will talk it out today. And let me give you an update to our programming. Just in uh, minutes ago, I received word from Cardinals manager Oliver Marmel. He reached out uh, by himself to me and said he wanted to make himself available today at his usual time. So the Cardinals manager, Ollie Marmol will be with us here in eight minutes at 10:15. We thank him for doing that independently. Uh, he wants to talk it out today. So we will do that very thing. We will ask him about what happened in these two losses to the Philadelphia Phillies, the Cardinals, the NL central champions with a storybook, magical season, watch their year come to an abrupt end last night with a two, nothing loss to the Phillies in which they could not register a run, could not get the big hit and could not hold down a Phillies team that won both games, although it's debatable who won or who gave away game one. The Cardinals were up 2 to nothing with two with one out, two outs to go, and let the Phillies score six runs in that top of the ninth and lost that game 6-3, to three, and then turned around the next day. Lars Newtbar hammers one, I mean hammers one, into right center and finds himself on second base, clapping his hands, grinding the pepper, shouting, getting his dugout fired up. The Cardinals crowd at Bush Stadium is pulsing, 48,500. And then the Cards go out with a whimper after that. Not that they didn't make a little noise here and there, but they could not, could not deliver the winning hit uh, anywhere or at any sort of a winning moment anywhere in that game, especially from Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado, who go one for 15 in the series with six strikeouts. The Cardinals, Yadier Molina and Albert Pujols wrap their careers with a loss to the Phillies. It does not feel good. We will discuss it today. Again, Cardinals manager Ali Marmel with us on KMOX here in just a moment at 1015. We'll also be joined by Chris Roseman of the St. Louis Sports Commission and Todd Perry, the executive director of the Pujols Family Foundation. We'll talk about Albert, who has said over and over that this is it. So we'll see what is next for him. That'll wrap up the show. Uh, John Mosellock in his usual 1130 slot. I did reach out to him and let him know that Ollie reached out to me. Mo, uh, pass along that he will be in meetings this morning and will be unable to join us. But I wanted to make sure that you knew that, that Mo... Uh, did make an attempt to be on the show today, but because he is wrapped up in meetings here for the next couple of hours, he's not going to be able to do it. Um, but we appreciate all of the times that he has joined us here on KMOX. Now, uh, this hurts 
No doubt about it. Uh, I'm going to be your therapist for part of the show today. I'm also going to ask Ali uh, what needs to be asked. But for this, it hurts. But I will tell you that if the Cardinals didn't win the World Series at any stage, it would have hurt. That's just the way this was set up this year, or any year for that matter. The Cardinals' goal should be to win the World Series. They've won 11 of them, the last one 11 years ago. They haven't been to the World Series since 13. They haven't won an NLCS game since 14. And they haven't won a playoff series since the DS in 19. After getting knocked out in the DS by the Cubs in 15, they lost for three straight years. And then on the last week, but lost, didn't didn't make it to the postseason, which is kind of to my point. You know, you remember these seasons, not for the regular season, but for what you did in October. So you, there might have been some great moments in 16, 17, 18, but they didn't make it. In 19, they did. They stormed the Braves in Game 5 and won that series in Atlanta and then got swept by the Nationals. And since then, their offense has really not been there in the postseason for whatever reason. They got knocked out in the first round by the Padres in 20. In 21, the Dodgers got them in that one-game wild card. And then this year, they score three runs. That's it in the two games and lose to the Phillies in two. So it hurts, no doubt, but had the Cardinals lost in the division series to the Braves or in the championship series to either the Dodgers or the Mets or Padres or in the World Series to one of those giants over there, I think the Yankees or Astros are going to be very, very tough to beat. It would hurt. So the thing that that stings the most is that this one ended so soon. Here we are sitting here on October 9th and the season is over. If you'd look back, you will. There were some moments that you will embrace for the rest of your life. Most recently, the Sunday ceremony with Yachty and Albert. The fact that Yachty and Wayno broke the all-time record for starts by a battery. The fact that Albert Pujols eclipsed 700 home runs. Those are all moments that you will hold dearly, I'm sure. But seasons are judged. Players, managers, teams, front office, they're judged by, in this town, how many world championships you win and do you win it? And how far do you go in the postseason? You're judged by what you do in October. And the Cardinals did not do anything in this October. They did not. So it's unfortunate, but it is a reality of this game. And the Cardinals did it to themselves. They imploded in game one. And in game two, they didn't hit. And bottom line, the Phillies did those things. The Phillies did stay composed. And when they saw the door crack open, they kicked it down in game one. And then in game two, Aaron Nola picked up where Zach Wheeler left off. Two great starts. Not that Quintana and Michaelis didn't have great starts. They did. But the Phillies' bullpen was better. The Phillies' defense was definitely better. And the Phillies' offense was much more opportunistic. And better. And Bryce Harper cracked the home run to get the Phillies going after Lars Newtbar could not get the Cardinals going in the bottom of the first. Actually, he did, but the Cardinals could not, I mean, could not get Lars Newtbar in after he injected all that life into the crowd. Uh, they couldn't get him in. It became a pattern all game. Runners on base, Goldie and Arenado not able to cash in, and others. We'll take a quick timeout. We get that out off our chest. We're going to talk to the Cardinals manager, Ollie Marmel. We'll get his thoughts. Again, thanks to him for volunteering to come on today. 
We'll talk to him in two minutes on the home of the Cardinals and from the Stiefel Sports Studio, Sports on a Sunday Morning KMOX. There's a high fly ball. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday Morning. And it's a gutter. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. And the Billikens win this one. Touchdown, Kansas City. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. 1016 on KMOX is sports on a Sunday morning. Manager chat with Oliver Marmel, sponsored by Missouri Division of Tourism. There's a Mo for every MO. Find yours at visitmo.com. Ollie Marmel joins us on KMOX. And let me say this again that this uh, was not a scheduled visit. This is Ollie reaching out and offering his time. And I wanted to make sure that people knew that. that um, on a, what is obviously a tough day uh, moving forward after the season has come to an end. Ollie, we really appreciate that. Thanks for being with us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Definitely want to be available uh, after the last couple games. And uh, good to talk to you, man. Yeah, well, it's always good to talk to you under these circumstances. I know not the best. Just uh, before we start, what's uh, your morning been like and, and how are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Um take a little bit of time last night at the stadium to decompress and take everything in. Um, we'll uh, actually just pulled into the stadium now. We'll meet as a staff and run through uh, our year, um, what we did well, what we didn't, what we need to improve on, and how we're going to attack it. So uh, right back at it. Yeah, meetings start today, and the off season begins today, and you'll be starting spring training in four months. Uh, between now and then, there's a lot to get to, that's for sure. Uh, let's work in reverse. Let's start with last night. The Cardinals lose to the Phillies 2 to nothing. They don't score a run. Uh, they do have opportunities to cash in. Most notably, Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado aren't able to get the job done, but just overall, the hits didn't come. Ali, what happened to the offense? No, our offense was hot for quite some time this year. It carried us for the majority of the year. Um, the guys did well. Nolan and, and Goldie had unbelievable seasons, uh, MVP seasons, and uh, what Albert did down the stretch was huge. Um, at the end of the day, bats got cold at the wrong time, and uh, we weren't able to produce and, and scratch some runs. But uh, it, was, it was unfortunate timing, but it wasn't for a lack of uh, competing or preparation. I'll tell you that. Those guys are pros. And uh, our lineup just couldn't uh, put enough together. Let me start with Arenado, who is such a passionate competitor, no doubt. He hit a couple of balls extremely hard. Uh, I know he's going to be hard on himself after this. Just him individually, how would you analyze him? Yeah, there, there's elite players are motivated beyond what any of us could say to them. They hold themselves accountable. Uh, to a higher degree than anybody on the outside is going to hold him accountable. And this is a guy that's super passionate. Um, all he cares about, the reason he wanted to be here in St. Louis for so many years, even when he was in uh, Colorado, was because of the, the history of winning, uh, the traditions that we have here. This guy cares about one thing, and it's winning. And um, hit some balls hard, <laughs> hit some balls really hard, and right at people. And unfortunately, he... Uh, didn't have anything to show for it, but this is a, a guy that's going to be hard on himself, ultra competitor, and, um, man, I love having him. And then there's Paul Goldschmidt, who had a few cuts that looked like the old Goldie, but I thought most of the time he looked like somebody that just doesn't have it at the plate, and it was just surprising to see him missing balls that were uh, not normally balls that he would chase. I know he struck out 141 times this season, but uh, he has – 
the ability to do a whole lot more. We just didn't see it. I, I'm not sure. But let me let me start with this. It's just to be sure it's not anything physical, right? No, no. Physically, he's uh, he's fine. Injury wise, he's fine. And uh, we saw him not really slump for the majority of the year. It wasn't like this guy was up and down, up and down. There was just a, a steady line going up all year, and the way he produced was unbelievable. Um, this game's hard, and you go through stretches that don't look good. The timing of when that happened was unfortunate, but no different than Nolan. This guy, I've never seen someone prepare like him. It's unbelievable. So he uh, he feels uh, he's feeling it right now because he's wanting to deliver for, for this club and for this city, and unfortunately um, the timing didn't work out. Explain what happened, just to take me through this on game one in the ninth inning. Actually, we'll start with the eighth inning. Actually, we'll start before that, if that's okay. Because I told people all week that you were going to be, I felt like, you didn't tell me this, but I felt like you were going to be aggressive pulling pitchers. So I was not surprised that you pulled Quintana when you did. Because I know that you have a lot of information. And I that did not surprise me. Uh, I understand both sides of it. But you pulled Quintana, you went to Hicks, that worked out. You went to Geo, you pulled Geo, you went right to Helsley. You did not waste any time. Uh, why did Helsley stay as long as he did? Actually, just kind of take us to that eighth inning. He's been cleared to pitch. When he came in after the eighth inning, his finger reported no issues, correct? No, no issues at all. He felt good. It was coming out good. He did his job to get out of the eighth. Went back out for the ninth, and I'll back up to your point earlier. Quintana did a phenomenal job. There's an argument to leaving him in, and I I understand it. Um, obviously, we have our reasons for not. I, I didn't like. There's a reason Hoskins and Real Muto are hitting where they're hitting against Quintana, and they're moving Harper down is because they like that matchup too. And uh, he did his job at that point. Um, Real Muto just missed hitting the homer. His previous at bat. And we have the weapons in the bullpen to navigate that game and get to the ninth. Um, and that's exactly what we did. Hicks came in, got his guys, Gio's got, got his guys, and we're sitting there in the ninth inning with one out with nobody on with a two-run lead. I think we would all take that any day of the week. So uh, the guys did their job, and unfortunately um, it didn't work out there in the ninth. Helsley threw the eighth, felt fine, went back out, got his out, and then um, just started to lose fuel. He after, even after the game, when I talked to him, and the next morning, he said, "I didn't. It didn't hurt. I wasn't feeling pain. That's why I didn't wave you guys over. I just I couldn't finish my pitches. I didn't feel like I can finish, which is which is different than being hurt. Um, so it's unfortunate that it worked out that way. But at the end of the day, you you have a decision to make where you either stick with them and allow him to to navigate that inning and do what he's done all year, or you go to someone like Jack who hasn't been in that situation. You're bringing him in in a very tough spot or uh, Palante. And um, we try to stick with Helsley as long as possible to see if he can figure it out. Palante comes in against Segura, high ground ball guy, high ground ball pitcher. And our, our hope is just that it's hit at somebody. And unfortunately, uh, it uh, goes far enough from Edmund for the play not to be made. Was the defense drawn in for a reason to get somebody at the plate if you had to or – Still try to get Segura to take us through that. Yeah, beautiful. I, I love the, the the question. Um, we've done it all year, and it's worked out. Um, when it doesn't is when uh, people say uh, or question it. Um, 
you look at what Palante's done throughout the years, getting ground balls, the way he navigated that in Cincinnati. Um, we did it quite a bit there as well. It's If you really think about the situation, um, you have the bases loaded. You have a high, high ground ball guy, chops a lot of balls, can run really fast, hard to turn a double play on. And um, if it's not the perfect double play ball, you're not going to you're not going to turn it on him. And his swing that he took is exactly what we pictured. Um, if it's hit soft, you're going to the plate because you're not going to turn to it. And if it's hit hard, you're, you're turning a double play. So your infielders are about three to four steps closer in than they would be in a double play situation. Uh, perfect ball hit, and um, it gets under his glove, which is unfortunate. But if I had to do it again, guess what? I'm doing it the same way. And if you had to do Pilate Flaherty, I would assume you're doing that the same way as well. Pilate's ground ball guy did his job. Flaherty. No, no doubt about it. I mean, Listen, fl- yep. <laughs> we, we can sit here all day and, and talk and fantasize about Jack coming in and punching out two guys, which is which he's, it's possible. The reality is Segura doesn't strike out. Uh, he's one of the lowest strikeout guys in the league. Um, Jack's faced him three times, three balls put in play. Uh, this guy puts everything in play. If you even look at the pitch Palante threw him, um, no one no one puts that ball in play. Segura does. So high ground ball guy, you have to play the probability of getting uh, two outs on one swing. Um, at the end of the day, it didn't work. Yeah. Um, no, I understand. And, and not to harp on this, but, but, you know, as you know, everything in the playoffs is magnified, no doubt. But going back to Helsley, so Helsley gets the strikeout, as you said. He gives up a hit. That's not terrible. I mean, he gives up a hit. Uh, he walks Harper. Not the worst thing. Harper is one of the best players in the world. I mean, he's going to draw walks, and, and you got to be careful with him. But the walk to Castellanos, he was erratic. He, he was off. I mean, why not check the finger if knowing that there was an injury there, why not check him there? And and then he, he hit a batter, which scored a run. Yeah, great question. Yachty went out there. Mad Dog went out there. The finger was never brought up as an issue. Um, again, because Helsley communicated. It wasn't hurting him. Uh, when he came out, he said, if anything, it was just stiff, and he couldn't finish his pitches. Um, but, yes, we uh, Yachty made a trip. Mad Dog made a trip. And... Um, Again, our all-star closer, it didn't work. Yeah, it did not. Uh, the Cardinals lost that game. They lose game two. Uh, the season comes to an end, and I appreciate you answering all these questions and, and being with us. L- let me uh, jump to this. The 2022 season, there is no doubt that it is not, and you would say this too, it's not considered a success because you want to win a world championship. No matter when you got knocked off, that was going to be tough because you want to win a world championship. But as you reflect on the careers of Yadier Molina and Albert Pujols, as much as it hurts to see him end their careers, what would you remember about 22 and the experience with them? Yeah, I, I feel like we there's a lot of memories um, and a lot of stories that we'll tell for a long time based off of this season, what we saw with Wayno and Yadi. Um, Albert. I mean, there's just so many things that happened that were monumental to city an organization and and all of baseball and we're going to remember that for a very long time at the end of the day we we measure our seasons based off winning the world series and we came up short um it doesn't matter when you get knocked out whether it's wild card the ds the championship series you lose there's one winner in this game that's the last team standing and we're not that team um but when it comes to individual accomplishments and memories and some of the things that took place this year 
yeah, pretty cool. And uh, stories we'll tell for a long time. Ali Marmel, Cardinals manager, leads his team to an NL Central championship, but in the end, the team gets knocked off in the postseason, and I know that it doesn't feel good. You don't have to tell me that, but I do appreciate the fact that as the manager of this team, you stand up and not only answer questions after that game, but this morning, and you'll continue to do so and get your team ready for 23. There is spring training coming up very soon. Heck, there's uh, winter meetings coming up soon, and... Everything else, Cardinals caravan and Cardinals winter warm-up, it'll be here before you know it. No doubt, no doubt. It starts today. We'll meet here in uh, about 30 minutes and start to plan out what we need to do better for next year, and uh, we look forward to that. Thank you for the time, Ollie. I appreciate it very much, and for all of these Sunday morning visits, for that matter. We'll catch up soon. All right, you got it. There's the manager of the Cardinals, Ollie Marmel, with us on KMOX Radio. Well, there you have it. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll hear from some of the biggest names in Cardinals history, Albert Pujols, and what he had to say after the game last night. Yadier Molina and his thoughts after the game last night. Plus, Adam Wainwright. That's all coming here on KMOX in the very next segment. It's 1029 from the Stiefel Sports Studio. You're listening to Sports on a Sunday Morning on KMOX. Again, our thanks to Ollie Marmel for joining us last segment live on KMOX. That was his idea, not mine. I uh, appreciate very much him taking the time, making himself available to answer questions. He did answer the question about Ryan Helsley, why he didn't check on the finger, why it wasn't pulled, why he wasn't pulled before the disaster happened with the hit by pitch and then everything else that happened. He went through that entire inning. If you want to hear all of that, uh, you can go to Odyssey, the app, or KMOX.com. We will have it up in just a little bit. Uh, he also talked about not only all the bad stuff that happened, the lack of offense in Game 2, uh, but also about the career of Albert Pujols and Yadier Molina. And with that, uh, let's turn to Albert Pujols right away. This is Albert Pujols, and then we're going to also hear from Nolan Arenado and... I want you to hear from Paul Goldschmidt, his explanation as to what happened to him in games one and two, and for that matter, since the beginning of September. And we'll also check in with Yadier Molina. Here is Albert Pujols. After the game, Matt Pauley of our KMOX staff in the clubhouse with the microphone. It's not emotion, obviously. Uh, you know, it's tough. We got be, and I thought we were a better team than what we played this last couple of days. And... Unfortunately, you know, uh, we had a great year, you know, we won the division, but we just didn't finish what we wanted. And that's why we the championship back to the city of St. Louis. How difficult is it for you to say goodbye to your teammates here tonight? Well, it's difficult because knowing, you know, they played my last game, you know, as a professional, it's, uh, you know, I can say wearing this uniform for 23 years and the big leagues uh, really proud and I enjoy every single moment. There's nothing to regret. I uh, enjoy every moment in my career. We success and sometimes struggle. But, uh, you know, sometimes you ask yourself questions, but I think, uh, you know, when you ask yourself questions, you just bring more stress in your life. Just things sometimes happens happens for a reason, and it wasn't meant to be for us this year. How about the outpouring of affection for you tonight? The St. Louis fans who love you all the whole time. Well, not just for me, I think for our whole team. You know, I think speaking just for myself, I think it's kind of selfish. They've been doing that, you know, for 20, 12 years that I played for this organization up and down, you know, through guys that have walked through here. So 
nothing surprised me. Yadi says you're not going to be teammates, but you'll always be brothers. Well, I think that's the relationship that you built, you know. Uh, God, <clears throat> the Lord allows those doors to be open, and that's a great relationship that you hopefully you built in this game uh, with the success along the way. And I think that's something, you know, that I can say for 23 years, I've built a lot of great relationship in this game. And I'm honored and blessed, you know, for God to give me that opportunity. <clears throat> I know that you said after 700 that it will be probably after the season that it really hits you. Is this something else that will kind of take a little bit to get used to? Well, for sure, for sure. Uh, you know, it's, it's something, you know, that it's not even next week. I think it'll, it'll take a couple of months, you know, uh, to realize, you know, and knowing that <clears throat> the great team that we have and the good chance that we that we had this year, hopefully bring a championship when it didn't happen. But what did it mean to you, too, to come back in your final season as a Cardinal and just having the season go the way it did, the history being made? Uh, all the glory goes to the Lord, not just me. He opened the door for me to come here. And, oh, I did, even through my early struggle, just stay faithful and strong and continue to trust my process and my workout and waiting for my opportunity. And that came, and I just took advantage and did whatever I had to do to help this organization win. I told you guys... Uh, this was never about me coming back here. This was about organization that gave me the open the door for me to to finish my career here. But my mission was always to help this ball club to win every day, whether I was in the lineup or whether I was on the bench. What's the biggest thing you will miss? I'm being around the guys. I think I won't miss you guys for sure. <laughs> so I guarantee 100% on that, 110% on that. But I think, uh, you know, the memories being around my teammates, the fans, the spring training, the crack of the bat every day, I think those are things that you miss, you know. But then I also close that chapter of my life and then enjoy, you know, my time off and uh, travel and just just enjoy, you know, the next chapter of my life too. No, it I'm sure it's going to be fun. No, it wasn't the result you wanted ultimately, but... Was it satisfying for you and Yachty to both deliver for the team in the final bat of your career and keep them alive? Uh, I mean, that's our job. I mean, whether we make it out or not, I mean, at the end of the day, that's our job is to try to do whatever it takes. I mean, he did it for 19 years. I did it for, I mean, 23, I guess, you know, as a professional. So um, I think the best thing about us is it's never about us. It's about the organization and the teammates and how can we make the guys around us better and if we make those guys better as the organization we're going to have a good result and, that, and that's a winning championship that's what we did you know for all our years you know that we were together that's albert pools making it pretty definitive that he is retiring it is over for him and his 22-year career really good stuff in that session by albert with the media after the game last night this uh, not uh, not a great series for Paul Goldschmidt. I mean, to, to state the obvious, 0 for 7 with all zeros across the board. And since the beginning of September, two home runs, 10 RBIs for Paul Goldschmidt, something he used to do in a series against some teams. Here's Goldie. Uh, not 21 and 10, and it uh, stinks for us. You know, got to give the Phillies ton of credit they beat us both these games and uh yeah i mean just you know didn't end the way we wanted not for lack of effort but uh still disappointing you know wanting to uh 
give ourselves a chance and at least try to win today and give a chance tomorrow that didn't happen. Uh, obviously, the goal is to, to win it all and came up uh, way, way too short. Is it even harder knowing what you guys wanted to do with Yachty and Albert? Yeah, I mean, that's that adds to it. I mean, I think it's everything, you know. You just you want to go out there and, and play well and try to win and, you know, you know, we gave it a great effort, but, you know, obviously wasn't good enough. It's not just baseball. You guys have been so hot at times offensively. I don't have an answer, you know, obviously, you know, myself, I got to look, I didn't play well at all. So, you know, that's what I look at. You know, if I could have played better, maybe we could have won at least one of them, if not both of them. Um, so, yeah, that's disappointing. Um, you know, we had a few chances, just weren't able to score and our pitching did a great job. And, you know, we just didn't do enough to win. Paul Goldschmidt, after the loss last night, thanks again to Matt Pauley of our KMOX staff for grabbing this audio in the Cardinals clubhouse. Here's Nolan Arenado. Everybody, you know, just saying bye to those two guys, um, what they mean to this organization and uh, what they mean to us individually. Um, uh, you know, Albert, Yachty, those guys are legends, and uh, it was such an honor to play with them. And, uh, you know, we wanted to do it for them. Um, we just couldn't get it done. What did each of them mean to you? Like first Yachty, then Albert? Well, you know, I think Yachty, you know, just that presence, you know, he just changes the game with just how he goes about his business and just how he you know, handles the game. You know, I've never played with a catcher like that that just controlled the game so well, um, knows what to throw. Um, and obviously he's a great person with a great family. You know, his brothers are always showing up and they're always cool and just a great dude. And then obviously Albert just talking about hitting, watching him work watching him work in the offseason, too, and just an unbelievable leader, unbelievable player. Um, never seen anything like that, what I saw this year with him, um, with any player, just in awe of, like, his presence and the way he goes about his business. I mean, never seen a hard worker like that at that age like that. So just, I don't know, I just, and obviously just a great person off the field. You had some really hard-hit balls, but not much to show for it. That's the way baseball goes sometimes. Yeah, I mean, it hurts. I mean, man, that hurts. But, uh... You know, give credit to the Phillies, they pitched a great game, but yeah, it hurts. Um, I feel like I had some good at bats these last two days, but nothing to show for it, and that's just part of the game. No, you've been so adamant about how much it means to you. What are you going to learn from these series? Well, you know, the, you give credit to the Phillies, they played a great, um, they played a great two games. Wheeler and Nola pitched great games. They, you know, they deserve a lot of credit. They were very good pitchers. Um, you know, we thought we we're going to, you know, come out the series win. We felt confident coming into today. Obviously, we ran into Nolan. He pitched a great game, but uh, you know, it 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 sucks to hurt, lose like that, um, especially when you have opportunities to get guys in. So I wonder, I mean, is that what it what is the score? How quick the series ended, or was it just little moments like having runners on base? I think I just we just didn't come through, and uh, like I said, I had opportunities to do it, and I didn't. Um, but I wouldn't have it any other way, right? I mean, I'd rather, I'd, rather, yeah, I'd rather be here talking to you guys than at home watching on the TV. So it's unfortunate that we lost the way we did. But uh, like I said, the, the Phillies played a great game. They pitched great. And uh, we just couldn't get it done. What are you thinking as Yachty goes up there for that last I mean, two outs line? You know his career to end, right? Yeah, I mean, I was just hoping that he got a hit, you know, regardless of what the situation, whatever happened. I was like, yeah, I just hope he goes out with a knock. Yeah, I mean, um, obviously what Yachty means here, and then obviously Albert, 
and then just being a part of history, it was really cool to see that. Um, like I said, obviously, no, one, we might never ever see that again. And uh, just being a part of it was amazing. And uh, he helped us get here. You know what I mean? They both did. And uh, it was just an honor to take the field with both of those guys. Yeah, well, I mean, I think that's what this organization expects. I mean, every year we go into spring, we expect to get, you know, the World Series is the goal. And uh, I don't think that's ever going to change. No, and you have the ability to opt out, but it seems like you want to be a Cardinal for a long time. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, well, I love it here. I love the guys, and uh, um, I feel like I fit well with this organization. Um, you know, obviously, I think, you know, all those guys, you know, I, I don't know, I just feel like I fit well here. I think the city appreciates me, probably not after tonight, but, you know, I uh, I really loved it here, so hopefully we can figure it out. Nolan, at the end of the Zoom last year when Albert was being released by the Angels, you kind of gave a message to him and said, you're my favorite player, hope you see this. Just from going to that moment to, like, having the opportunity to see his career up close as a teammate at the end, well, just what's that journey been like? Did you ever think that was a possibility in that moment? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, obviously, no, I didn't think I was be able to play with him. But, uh, you know, obviously, I'm just thankful that I got to. And, uh, you know, it was an honor. I don't know if you mentioned There's Nolan Arenado after the game. At the end, they're talking about Albert Pujols and asked in that session about his opt-out and saying that this city and this team is a good fit for him, thinks the fans like him, although he... Gave that line that maybe not after tonight, which got a couple of chuckles out of the reporters and then said, you know, hopefully we can work something out. I don't think he's going anywhere. I think no one's going to be around for a while. Disappointing nonetheless. Very, very tough one to take. You could tell he's kind of blinking back tears there. Did not cry necessarily. You could hear the emotion in the voice of one of the most passionate players I've ever seen, and at least outwardly. In Nolan Arenado. It's 1045. We'll take a quick time out. Let's get caught up on some things happening in St. Louis outside of the Cardinals. For those of you like me, a lot of the time who have been locked in to Cardinal baseball for the last 164. Let's see what is happening outside of it with Chris Roseman of the St. Louis. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Sports Commission next. Stiefel Sports Studio. Sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX. There's a high fly ball. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. And it's a gutter. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm. Because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. And the Billikens win this one. Touchdown! Kansas City! On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. It's 1048. It's sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX. We do have some callers on the line, including Joe, who called in on their own. I didn't even give out the phone numbers. So I do want to say that next hour, Joe and others, after the 11 o'clock news, if you want to hang on, I will take some phone calls. I'd like to talk to some folks and just talk it out. I said that I would. I was surprised by the text I received from Ali Marmel that he wanted to jump on before he went into meetings this morning at the ballpark. So I do appreciate that. That changed our schedule a little bit, but I do want to take some of your phone calls. So if you want to get in now for the start of the 11 o'clock hour, 314-436-7900, Let's say good morning. To Chris Roseman, St. Louis Sports Commission. Always a pleasure to have him on our show. It's been a while, Chris, although I see you out and about. I don't know that we've been on the air together for a while. Good morning, Tanya. It's good to hear your voice and a challenging weekend for St. Louis sports, but uh, we'll get through it as as we always do. There's some good things happening as well, but sorry to hear about uh, all that happened over the over uh, the last couple of days. That was tough to take, I'll tell you that. You just sort of stare out as the Phillies are celebrating, and Edmundo Sosa, of all people, making that catch right in front of the Phillies dugout and thinking, well, that's it. I think it hits you, at least for me. It, I woke up this morning like, oh, well, it's over. Anyway, but it's not over for St. Louis sports because the point that we're trying to make here, Chris, is there's a lot going on. As this Cardinal season comes to an end, a lot of people are like, all right, well, where, what do I do now? Uh, there's plenty. Let's start with the St. Louis Blues, uh, who won yesterday over the Blackhawks 6 to nothing. And thank you, by the way, to the Blues who do listen to this show. I want the message to get back to them. Really appreciate them moving their game time to 2. I know it's a preseason game, but the fact that they moved to 2, and I saw a lot of people walking around with Blues jerseys, was a neat thing. Clark Street is going to be... A sports street for a long time, isn't it, Chris? It is. You know, they, they, the season opens officially this this Saturday, and as I was coming to the office today, the Blues had their 5K going on, so they had a couple. They had a lot of thousands of people down here um, enjoying the streets of St. Louis with their 5K. But Blues hockey is on on the uh, on, up next, and you know we got Slew women's soccer who's killing it, and and Linwood going D1, and. Uh, you know, St. Louis City is going to start up here in February, March of next year. The Missouri Valley Conference, NASCAR. There's there's all kinds of things to to target in the future for the uh, sports calendar. So things are definitely looking up. No doubt. Not to mention golf, and you know, we know that the BMW Championship is coming here in 26. You have the Ascension Charity Classic happening. President's Cup will be happening in 30. But we're also in Olympic City, and I wanted to start with that. The U.S. Olympic Gymnastics Championship with Simone Biles and company were at the Dome uh, right before they went off to the Olympics. It was an amazing event. It really was. Now, you're going after the U.S. Olympic Gymnastics Trials, are you not, for 24? We are. We are indeed. And, um, you know, thanks to, you know, St. Louis is just a – 
uh, a web of relationships. You know, we got to remember how St. Louis won that chance to host the Olympic trials back in 2020, actually, was Enterprise and the St. Louis Blues, you know, led the way with that. And, um, you know, thank gosh we won it. And unfortunately, due to COVID, we had to move the event to the Dome, had about 40 days to refund everybody's ticket. It was a sold-out event, by the way. Um, had to refund everyone's tickets and then resell it. And then when we did that, we, we set the record, the all-time record for attendance for the Olympic trials in 2021. And as we look to the future, the bid was turned in for the 2024 Olympic gymnastics trials about a month ago. And um, so we'll, um, we'll talk to USA Gymnastics and uh, we have a, you know, we have got a great, uh, we have great experience to, to lean on and uh, we, we know give us, hey, not 40 days, but 400 days to really produce a, a great event. I know we're going to knock it out of the park. Also at the Dome, announced just recently for the 2023-24 season, football. So in 2023, Mizzou football. I bet people thought I was going to say XFL. Mizzou football is coming back to the Dome. I can't believe this. It's been 13 years since Mizzou was at the Dome. They're taking on Memphis, Chris. It'll be it'll be 13 years next September, September 23rd, 2023, when Mizzou takes on Memphis at the Dome, and and um, you know we all remember the days of, of football and college football and and that other football that do real well in this town. And, um, and I know St. Louis is uh, is going to welcome back college football with open arms, and you know it goes beyond the game itself. It's always about you know, what you create beyond that, the, beyond the football field, if you will. And it'll be a weekend. It'll be like a bowl-like atmosphere. You know, the pageantry, the bands, the cheerleaders, Truman the Tiger. Uh, there's so many There's so many great uh, storylines there with Memphis and barbecue and blues and mm. um, Mississippi River and all kinds of stuff. So um, our, our staff is, you know, tops, tops in the country, always rave about them. Um, is is already working on you know building up a schedule of events around that football game that's going to make it a quite a spectacle that weekend. Yeah, I feel like I want to build up some hate for Memphis or something, you know, like some sort of rivalry to spice it up. I can't, I I don't want to challenge them on barbecue necessarily. They're pretty good there, and I like Memphis, so I can't hate them. But will Mizzou end up playing any rivals there? Like, could we see Mizzou play more games at the Dome? Well, we hope so. You know, it's a you know, we are working with uh, Mizzou Athletics, and uh, Desiree Reed Francois is, is and her crew are just terrific to work with. And and the Mizzou to the Loose series, you know, goes beyond the football game. Of course, it'll incorporate other events, other athletic events throughout the 2023-2024 academic year. And what those events are, we don't know at this moment. But there's a lot of we're in the planning process of doing those. But you know, can we see a rivalry beyond 2023? We see Illinois is on the schedule for 2026 and beyond. We'd love to have that game back. Um, but I think it's, it's um, you, know, you know, we've got Mizzou football here in, in 23 with Memphis. Let's, let's, really, let's really, you know, make that huge. And, um, and I think what they're going to look at being University of Missouri is how well it goes and how well it's attended. And, and I know it's going to be great. So it could lead to future events down the road. And this is pretty cool. In our final minute here, Notre Dame and Cal will play a women's basketball game November 12th at Enterprise Center. Tell us about that. How cool is that? So that, that game is November 12th. Again, Enterprise Center and the Blues have, have been great with us, uh, working with us there. We've got Coach Neil Ivey from Coriezu uh, coming back. And remember, she was the one who played for Notre Dame back in 2001 when they, went, when they won the women's Final Four 
and I believe it was called Scott's Trade Center at the time. And um, that was the Jackie Styles year, and just an electric year that was that was uh, that happened. And then Coach Charmin Smith, who went to Ladue High School, coaches Cal. And so it's a it's a three o'clock game. You know, again, it it goes beyond the basketball court. There's so many activities planned the day before, the night before, the morning of. Um, that's going to you know lead up to that game on on the court at Enterprise Center. So we're looking forward to a to a great event uh, next month. And Chris, when we talk again, and maybe we can do this next week because I'd love to have you on again. I want to talk about the new initiative, Let Them Play designed to reverse the trends and disturbing trends, quite honestly, of referee abuse that have led to this severe shortage of referees. You can go to stlsports.org to read more about the Let Them Play initiative, but uh, maybe we can touch on that next week or the next time you have some time. Yeah, yeah, I know you got a full slate today. So, yeah, that, that's been a very impactful program in just six weeks. It's, it's had an incredible impact on, on soccer, which we started with the sport of soccer. So we'd love to connect on that when you, when you have time. We'll get into it. Chris Roseman, thanks so much for the time. Thanks, Tom. Have a great day. It's KMOX, back after the news. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.